it's August 23, which means we're actually running two days late, technically, since the airing of Macross Delta Episode 21, which aired, funnily enough, on August 21. And that means that the Gur Talk is back to talk about Episode 21 of Macross Delta, or as I call it, Flashback 2016. This is your host, Gwyn Campbell, and to my left I have, freshly off a plane... Jet-lagged. Severely jet-lagged. Hi, jet-lagged. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you need more mysterious Venus in your life, speaking of whom. I'm here. Hi, Egan. Um, Mike, are are you awake? I am. I'm awake, and I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike, hang on, I'll say the magic words everyone. Hang on, Mike, 15 year old Makina. Oh, hello, good morning, guys. How's it going? <laughs> so nice to be back on the cast this morning. Good to hear from you, Mike. And I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about the early days of Walker. Okay. Uh, also joining us again is Carice. Hi. It's freezing down here. It's not fair. Really? What, what's the temperature? I'm guessing uh, about zero. Nice. Wait, where are you? You're on Canberra. <laughs> what? Why? Is, there's no winter in Australia. <laughs> well, that's pretty having, cold. Ha- Sydney only gets to about eight degrees or so, right, Craig? No, nah, it's down to it was down to like two last night. Wow! What the hell happened while I've been gone? It's getting cold. <laughs> That's to, to, be, to be fair, having now experienced what you guys are going through, you could be in mid-twenties. As a, Basically, if there was just no humidity and the same temperature, you guys would be like, oh, it's so nice. And, uh, of course, while well, he no, really doesn't need any introduction, back on the other end of the line is Craig. <laughs> you just... Intro- oh, that wasn't my introduction? I didn't say I hi, Craig. You were just there. You asked me a question. Oh, well. You're here now, but I um, I, welcome back home. I, I something like that. Yes, I'm I'm home. It was fun. Uh, it didn't rain until our last day, and that was nice. Um, and, and yet, all of our clothes were wet because of the humidity, which is insane over there. You people are mad. It's great. I love it. I bathed in the humidity as soon as I walked. Yes. In, got off the plane. I love. The you humidity. have no choice. You have no choice but to bathe in the humidity. That's true. That's just... But I also went to Otakon, which is in Baltimore, and their humidity is just just as bad, but not the same. I like Tokyo's humidity better. Yep. Mm. It, Either way, you're surrounded by otakus. Yeah. I could do without the otaku, <laughs> but our humidity's better. The, the fascinating yeah. conversation you get here on the Gur Talk. <laughs> so... Speaking of which, no, no, humidity's got nothing to do with Macross Delta, so whatever. Look, let's just talk Macross Delta. Um, flashback 2016, or the alternate episode title for this is actually called Makina and Reina are in Lesbians. Did, did you introduce Renato? Oh, hi, Renato. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Why did you tell me to hurry up and get all my stuff ready for this big, big podcast that you guys have going on? And then when I do log in, when I do log in, this guy says, hey, did I even invite you? Did I even send you an invitation? How did you answer the call? And then Craig is like, yeah, you can do that on Skype now, because blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you don't even want me here. In, 
In my Leave. defense, Renato, can I say one thing? No. You know the way Skype works, it only actually shows you four people on the screen at once, and since you weren't talking, you weren't showing up, so I completely forgot you're in the call. I can't talk, I've been introduced though, have I? Well, hi, Renato. Hello, how are you? <laughs> my name's Renato, also known as Renato. You can call me Renato. Are we done? Can we let's talk about the. Can we talk about Delta? All right. Um, look, I'm going to take the, the reins this week and give a just as brief as possible rundown of the episode. And then we can jump into all the revelations, such that they are. Because we did get a couple of, well, the same. No, no, we got a couple of Valkyries, Renato. Uh, but we'll get to that, I guess. Um, they were the best type of Valkyries, flashback Valkyries. But no VF4. But anyways, we open up with <clears throat> with Heinz singing, as he is wont to do, but something's a little bit different this time. Uh, in his singing, we get uh, some Delta waves. Again, with the Delta, they just run this joke into the ground. Uh, and the result of this, Delta waves are a thing, by the way. I did look it up after the episode, and they are a, a wave, a brainwave that occurs in uh, the deepest part of the sleep cycle. And uh, when he sings, he pretty much sends everyone in Al-Shahal into a trance-like state. Not a VAR. It starts off as VAR, they go trance, but then... That would be an emulator-type state. I was actually thinking Sharon Apple, but... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go with that. An Apple-like state? Sharon Apple-like state. <laughs> oh, okay. It was like everyone being hypnotized in Macross Plus, I thought. Uh, with the difference being that Heinz then collapses, and everyone else collapses with him. Which is like, oh, this could be an interesting tactic. You don't really... Uh, they say afterwards that 85% of the population, over, right? Yeah, over 85% yeah. of the population were affected. Did they say they were like comatose, I think? Was it? They, yeah, they used the word uh, comatose state. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, I, I meant to ask you about that. Is that permanent? Like, do they say, are they still, like, after Heinz... Because you see Heinz awake later in the episode. Are they still in a coma? Is that the impression? I don't believe we were told. Yeah. They, okay. Well, they did say over 85% in comatose. Yeah, they didn't say they we're came out of it. Yeah, yeah, they didn't say they came out of it. But mm. I, guess the, I, I guess the presumption is if Heinz came out of it, then they did. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta wonder, though, if he's singing and someone shoots him, if everyone else dies as well. <laughs> or yeah. They, or they'll just come out of it. I don't know. Uh, anyways, we find out over 85% of the population are affected when we cut to the <clears throat> to the uh, the Delta team, to, to Arid and, and Johnson talking about this. And we find out that the girls, Kaname, Reina, Makina, are, um, I want to say in prison, incarcerated is the word I'm looking for. They're incarcerated. Um, and Chuck is kind of freaking out because it's like, uh, if this happens again, we can't do much. We don't have Walkure, and that's not good. So how are we supposed to take on the wind song and the singer of the wind? Uh, they are, however, waiting on Lady M's decision on what to do, apparently. So they were incarcerated. So all those people who broke in last time were chaos. Because yeah. we weren't sure. Remember last week we were trying to work it out. So they were chaos people. Oh. Oh, yeah, the personnel in the medical ship. The, mm-hmm. Well, the bunch yeah, captured the them. Hell was killed. Yeah, right. Okay, so they were captured by chaos. They weren't captured by nuns or by somebody else. Okay, go go right. Yeah. Um, and the important thing to know about being castrated is that Raina does not like her food because she's a picky eater, as we've come across before. But look, women in prison, and this means it's makeout. I mean, fight back time. Um. And this is the flashback episode to end all flashback episodes. 
uh, flashes back. Well, if, <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> um, Kaname, <laughs> we, we find out about her history and uh, how she, four years previously, had retired from being a singer, as we'd heard, being an idol. And at the time, Chaos had just opened its music division. This puts it in the year 2063, which is interesting because it's one year after the events. It's the exact year after the events of Macross E, where Chaos is doing experiments. So I guess they work because Macross E, the manga, is still ongoing. And then the year after that, they opened their music division. So, and it looks like this music division has always been on Ragnar because we get a few shots of the a shot of the building, and it's surrounded by those mushroom-like plantation or mountains or whatever they are. So it looks like they've been on Ragnar the entire time since they started, and that's they don't say it, but it looks that way. Um, so it starts off, it's just Kaname, and she's being hired, uh, she goes through an interview with, with Arid, it sounds like she had a pretty rough childhood, the planet she was on, that she grew up on, which I believe was called Planet Divide, had a lot of conflict, because it was divided, I guess, uh, and she'd seen, actually, like, experienced conflict, not fighting, but, like, living through it, so because she'd experienced a war zone, uh, Johnson's like, all right, good, you're on the team, but you're going to be the manager and the, the trainer because we're getting these girls together who have fold receptors. It takes the show a whole, I think, five seconds to give us then the, the revelation. <laughs> oh, by the way. That, oh, yeah, by the way, Kaname, you have fold receptors. Too. Fold receptors. You're part of the team now. Yeah. So she got an instant change in, in status. I mean, who would have thunk it? Uh, young Rainer, we get introduced to, who was busted for hacking into nuns, I think it was, from memory, and uh, was giving the option to, to join Wakura. She wasn't particularly interested in it, but she was found to be a fold receptor holder. Uh, I wonder if they were like, hey, uh, can she can she sing? That's not important. Stick her in an outfit. Well, in this episode, she doesn't really sing. Like, <laughs> they make a point of no. it. Too, Even yeah. in battle, she's just standing around. Yeah. You know. um, so, they realize soon, however, that Kaname and Reina aren't enough. Uh, so, the following year in 2064, we get some new members. The new members being Claire and Lily. And? <laughs> oh, and Makina. Sorry, Mike. I was about to chastise you. I was about to chastise you. <laughs> so, we have, we have Claire, Lily, and Makina. You want, you want to tell us about your thoughts on this scene, Mike? I mean... There's, there's. This is like the second best episode, <laughs> aside from <laughs> the concert episode, right? The uh, the diversion concert that they they had, you know, a few uh, episodes. Oh, yeah. episodes oh another flashback. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 This is this is this is a better. Ep- this is the second best episode. Uh, no, I mean. It was it was young Makina. It was uh, she's eighteen and the time of the series, so this made her fifteen year old uh, Makina. And uh, yeah, she looks the same. She, they they made her look a little younger, which right. you know, but but she looks exactly the same. If she looks exactly the same, why is this so good? If I have to explain it, Renato, yeah, then you, you're yeah, you you're lost cause. Just okay. never mind. Uh, yes, to ca- me, that's the last thing. The character who looks the most different, <laughs> yes. in fact, I'd say would be Raina. She looks even more boyish. And, like, maybe it could just be that she's kind of crouched, like like she's kind of sitting with her uh, uh, legs up on the on yeah. the couch, but she looks, like, really young. I thought they both looked exactly the same. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
There's the difference on either of them. There's a Regnan girl in there. The Regnan girl? Yeah, it's yeah, the Regnan members. Yeah, well, oh. I, I don't which Claire is is Claire the the blonde one? I uh, yeah, yeah, I thought Claire was the blonde one because she's the one who stuck around. Yeah, she's blonde Chun Li. Right. Well, she stuck around. Oh, right. She's blonde Chun Li. Yes, I want to know because like I they didn't. It, it was hard for me to find out what happened to them. I well, Claire, they kind of made it pretty clear what happened to Claire, but but like Lily just was there, and then a year passes. She's narration, just like, and she quit. Yeah, th- <laughs> this is one of my graduated. Problems, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll go into this more detail later. But they lose. I think they um, they pass over on what could be a some good drama in the boat. You start off seeing both these girls you don't know. You're like, oh boy, are they actually going to kill off an idol? Are we going to have like some, you were speculating earlier some gravitas yeah. and you know see how why Kaname takes being a leader seriously. But no, it's just like ah, oh, Lily had enough. She quit. And then later on, we hit this point where Claire was at her limit. She quit too. <laughs> it's like what? Well, maybe it's like the hospital planet from Voltron. Oh. Is Tamagotchi again? They're flying off to another star or something? Yeah, I mean, that's what they told the mass media. (laughs) Um, So, we, uh, they have this, you know, a bit of a training montage, and uh, Lily quits, as we said. So, Claire was still with the team, and no matter how many times they went into battle, and they were going into... Uh, var infected zones in regular outfits they they were apparently just just singing but there was no showmanship there was no delta flight uh no matter how many times they went out and tried it they their song just wasn't getting through or having any effect they kept failing uh until at one point arid flies in and saves uh kaname in a rough spot in a 31a the kairos yeah mm-hmm. which we see in batroid mode I think it's the first no, time. I can't tell. If you're like, we're yes. wondering about that. Yeah. Uh, don't you see them in the space asteroid flight? Like they they part like the the um in fighter the knights mode, right? pass. No, no, no. They transform and uh, the knights pass between them, and one of them gets blown up or something from memory. They're in Gerwalk mode. Ah. Is that in Gerwalk? Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. What about on Voldor with Captain Lorazabal was on? Patrol wasn't it in Batroid mode already? That was one seven one. Yeah, yeah, that was one seventy one. Yeah, sorry, so my yeah, neck, might I, be. My neck. That was a good looking action scene, and I, I got to admit, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this, Adrian, but when he flies in and saves her, and the enemy kind of flies out backwards, and he just shoots up. That angle just reminded me of was it in Culture Park in Macross Two, where the. the <laughs> The twos come in and shoot up, and they hit the the, the pod flying out. No, it boom, just looked like a similar. Cue the music around Hato. You talking about the the two JAs? Oh yeah, that's the really one, yeah. badly animated yes. two JAs. You see them with, transform and land. Where and... they actually take away the actual like gun pod sound, and they put this really yep. dorky sounding like. Uh, no, doesn't remind me of that at all. Okay. It's not even as good. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I'll move on then because Arid then uh, makes. Dude, do we have to? This is the only action we've had in weeks. Yeah. Can we discuss it? It's <laughs> lingering on this. Oh, sure. I'd love to no, talk more about that across too. I, w- um, I was going to get through the plot and then circle back, but no. By all means, Craig, have a. No, 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 no. It's okay. I was, I was just messing around. Like it's, it's a neat little action sequence, and I'll, I think the thirty-one A's look great. But um, can't wait for the toys if they come. Sorry? Can't wait for the toys if they come. 
Oh, they they did. They've done everything for Frontier. I'll be stunned if we don't get 31 yeah, Frontier even got the uh, cannon fodder for the Chogokin. That's right, the yeah. green ones. Yeah. Renato, done... were you satisfied with your action scene? No, there's only like three shots. <laughs> it's almost blinking, you missed it. Okay, uh, no, it was brief, but I thought it was well done. Alright. I guess it was well done. It was, you know what it was? It was like, hey guys, remember when the show used to. No, no, forget it. Let's get back to the talking. It was like a tease. Well, um, to get back to the pot, then just to get it out of the way, such as it is, um, mm. Arid proposes then to, to Kaname that uh, they coordinate and that they uh, work together so that you have Delta Flight with Walkure backing them up. Um, and then Makina comes up with the idea of making uniforms <laughs> yes, for everyone, saying, awesome. look, we don't have stage presence. We're not getting into the performance element of things enough. That's why our our song's not reaching them, which does not gel at all with what's previously been explained in the show, that the fold receptors act more when there's something at risk and when your lives are in danger. But apparently it works, because they start well, making more of a performance out of it. And it's, well, hang on. Ber- Burgess says that's his theory, we don't know that that's what actually was true. Burger says he thinks that's what it is. And also, even if they're still dressed up, they're drawing more attention to themselves. Like in the other ones, you see them standing on a rock face near a battle. This Once they get the uniforms, you see them flying through the battle. So they probably are putting themselves in more danger at the same time. Oh, yes and no, so, because <laughs> you had Kaname running away and having to get rescued by Arid because she was right in the thick of it. True, true, fair point. Although she's not singing at that point. Well, she was kind of panting, I guess. Am I correct in thinking that Reyna was the only one who refused to wear those costumes? At first, until she got saved by the others wearing those outfits. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, Makina being uh, the mecha geek she is, is implied that those skirts, you know, uh, you know how we've seen that they have uh, thrusters, for lack the of a better word. Cluster jets, yeah. It's like they're actually forming a. T- uh, they ha- have a tactical advantage. Right. Yeah, but Reyna doesn't wear those. And the, and Not at the first. She does. Later on, she does. And so I guess the fact that no. what you can say she never she does. Got... She's always wearing shorts. Ah, I see what you mean. That's ah. why yeah. she had to be. That's why she was saved in the first decade. That's right. Exactly. Right. That's right. So it doesn't really make sense. Well, yeah. <laughs> interesting point. Actually. Carry I didn't on. Realize that. No, that was. She that's... puts her foot down. Yeah. Um, so, since this works, then they start getting deployed more and more to VAR outbreaks on different planets. We see briefly Mesa, um, wandering around after the Mesa incident, his introduction to Kaname, his introduction to Delta Flight, and you get this, you know, kind of still, uh, filtered shot of Kaname's face when she meets him, which feels very forced to me, but I'm going to... Come back to that after we get through the plot. We got the cameo. That's we what got we the want. Cameo. That's what everyone wanted. Um, Did we? That's, <laughs> over here, apparently, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, yeah, after that, Claire just quits, and Mikamore joins. And Mikamore joining changes everything because, like, Kaname's like, I completely lose. Now Mikamore's our lead singer. That's it. She's just amazing. Her singing makes Reina hold Makina's hand. So she's directly responsible for that. Mikamore turns people lesbian. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but then we switch over to Windermere, 
And we have... So, so hang on. So you're saying that Reyna and Mirage, uh, Freya and Mirage are destined to be together? Is that how the triangle ends? Because Mikimo's going to... That works. S- sing them gay? That works. Sing them right. gay. Well, hey, then you put... <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Everyone's happy. Okay. No, they're just going to be in lesbians with each other. It's fine. Um, okay, so on Windermere, and this is where the talking is really going to begin, uh, Keith discovers that Heinz's body is already in what appears to be an advanced, aged, or deteriorating state. Uh, when he discovers this, Royd is wondering why it is Mikamore has the effect she has on the ruins, whereas they've got Hines singing, and he's getting some effects, but he gets to a certain point, then he'll collapse. Uh, but Mikamore seems to have a greater effect on the ruins. He doesn't know why. But while he's wondering this to himself, Keith uh, breaks in and confronts him about Hines's health. We also find out that Royd did kill the king. The old king. Told you. Told uh, you. However, it was a mercy killing, or so he claims. He claims yeah. he was putting the king out of his agony. Uh, after the explosion, mm-hmm. and there wasn't any. I choice. bet he was. Uh, he does, however, claim that he felt the the king through his rune, and that his will is completely legit, and he's doing what he he felt the king wanted to do based on on what he, he felt then. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so that is the the really the first big revelation, if you can call it big. I guess the the fact that Heinz is really it's not just an illness. He looks like he's in an advanced state of of aging and whether this is natural or this is the effect of him singing being the singer of the the, the singer of the wind uh, we, we don't know and the fact that Roy did strike the last blow against the king so we then move over uh, back to the Delta guys and we find out what Johnson's big plan is taking back planet by planet from Windermere would take far too much time which is there's no end to it so he decides they're going to strike Windermere directly which is pretty bold, and says to me, well, heck, we've wasted six or seven episodes, so we can't fight on other planets now, so let's just jump to the boss. Uh, however, as we know, Windermere is surrounded by a fold Welcome folds. to Warp Zone. <laughs> uh, oh, and then let's not forget, before he does that, he also has to appear on an episode of Macross Modelers. Oh, do you want to talk about his office, Mike? <laughs> Well, if anybody did not know, uh, actually, because I didn't notice it until the second viewing. Uh, I mean, at first one, I, I just I was paying attention. I was trying to pay attention to what they were saying because uh, I watched it unsubtitled. And so, but then when I watched it again, I'm like, "Hey, wait a minute, that looks familiar." And uh, I think who was it? Was it Frank Reynolds that pointed it out last time that it was the box art when they did the other flashback episode? Uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, this, I mean, this looked oddly, oddly like the Hasegawa SDF one, uh, Macra. So. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. think so either. I, it looks I, like I a box. It's yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's not shaped right. It's like a long, thin, <laughs> che- I was trying to work out what it was as well. First off, it- I'm going to say is if you're basing it off of the Hasegawa, that is not the correct version of the TV. SDF one. If he were in the know, so just move on, please. Yeah, because Hasegawa just used some TV looking like parts, and they put them on the uh, on on the movie version. 
Anyway, it looked it, it was a, it was a cool little homage model thing. I was just like, "Hey, look at that!" And you know, so apparently uh, Johnson's a, a model geek. You uh, can continue. Yeah, but so was Captain it's, Global. That's right. Back under- Captain Global had one. Of his Do you desk. remember Love? Yeah. Oh come Do you on, remember Global? Picard has a bunch <laughs> of gold ones in his ready room. It's He's got yeah. In, in Into Wait. Darkness, one of the best Star Trek movies ever made, the Admiral has a, sh- a lineup of Wait, all what? the Enterprises and all the ships. It calling yeah. the plot spoiler ship that see, you don't see until the later. I was going to say, exactly. he's got the model <laughs> feet of his top and first, ship. And first contact, and first contact, yeah, Picard destroys them all when he gets mad. So, yeah, I mean, yes, it's a, it's a long history of captains having models of their ships in their office. Wait a yes. second, this is going to blow your mind. Isn't Star Trek: The Next Generation just basically made up of old VF1 model kits? There was, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a ship that uh, Rick Sternbach, when they, they were trying to create some ships for uh, the next generation, is like, okay, I'm just going to kitbash whatever I have handy. And he's an anime fan. He used to write for An America magazine. So he, there's a couple of places where there would be the Stargazer has the VF1 Valkyrie parts on it. Or like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're getting way off a few of them. I was going to say. Hey, remember that part in Star Trek where they were watching Macross Delta? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, there's VF1 parts in uh, in many ships in Star Trek Next Generation. Wouldn't it be That's awesome? Really cool, no, wouldn't it be awesome if we get to the last episode of Delta and find out it's actually an episode of Frontier, just like on Enterprise? <laughs> <laughs> no, and it was the whole time, and it, and it wasn't awesome on Enterprise either. <laughs> Uh, are we good? <laughs> <laughs> we geeked out enough. Um, so in Johnson's ready room, where he he has the the fan mind blowing model kit on his desk, which I, the only thing I'll say about it is it's in TV colors, whereas in the flashback episodes, the SDF one was in the movie design. So, canon? What is canon? It, it's everything is canon. Um. But his big plan, yeah, is to jump straight to Windermere, but they need a plan to get through these uh, fold fo- uh, fold faults. And the person, apparently, who can help them do that is on planet Alfheim, which is Messer's old home planet. So they have to go back there. Now, we're going to get to the big reveal here. So Mikomor is good. She's out of the hospital. She comes to the girls in their incarcerated state, and then suddenly they switch to an outdoor area. On the, uh, on the not Elysium, but on the um, where is it the Macro Seven? Because they're on grass, that's looking, right. looking up, right? So right. They're, they're back on their their island class ship, and the the big reveal. And I'm sorry, I, it's the most anticlimactic reveal of all time. Is that she's was created three years ago specifically to combat the Var. That she was made from fold receptors with cells, or well, cells and fold receptors. And that regardless of whether she's a human or a clone, she's just going to keep on singing. But that does not necessarily make her a human or a clone, so that makes no sense whatsoever. That's two of the three reveals here, but I think this is a good point to get people's reactions. So, Carice, talk to me here. (laughs) What in particular? (laughs) Like... Like it's... what I I know from what we spoke about before the cast, way before the cast earlier today, you weren't too crash hot on the episode. It sounded was this reveal part of it, or was it more the flashback? Well, 
like it was it was more of a flashback probably, but also yeah, as you said, this is a really, really low key reveal. I think the only thing it probably really does is that it does make clear that um rather than the conspiracy chaos um well actually it doesn't actually make that clear either. I think Burger's suggestion that um Lady M might be that that there might be something not quite under like not quite on the good team side going on with Lady M, but I think in this case it sort of suggests that it was more that they just wanted to hide what Mikuma was. It was just top secret. Mm. Um, and that there's no further huge conspiracy. There might be some small ones, but not huge conspiracies behind what she's doing. Mm. Um, and that was it. That's the impression I got from that scene. Well, okay. I, well, let me pose it to you, Adrian. So she's made from fold receptors and, and cells, right? Um, do you think that combination would give you the ability to, like, I don't know, suddenly teleport everywhere, disappear into thin air, turn into light or something? I think she's the next evolution of Icoon. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and I think that's our frontier connection when you get down well, to it. Well, they didn't say where the cells came from. Exactly. Like, you don't know what happened to Icoon at the end of the movie, so. Oh, God. <laughs> I see, but again, the Dorjin could write themselves. Um,. Sorry, so so Greg, I presuming this didn't live up to your expectations, reveal wise. It's it's she doesn't know. She's still I still think she's a protoculture. I mean, first if she's created by cells and fold receptors, that doesn't explain why she remembers being on Windermere. That doesn't explain why this is jumping ahead slightly, why when she remembers being on Windermere, she looks exactly like the painting mural thing that drops down over Royd in a sequence that I'm going to need somebody to explain to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I still think that there's... We don't know yet. I, I still think there's more to it. We're going to find out that that she's some sort of like reincarnation or something of of a protoculture. So I'm think, standing by that. So you think it's a half reveal? Yeah, I mean, it may be what she knows to be the truth, but even if it's true, what sells? Like, cells of what? Like, just random cells? Like, I mean, just just cells they found on the street? Like, you know, like, where, where are the cells from? The, and fold receptors. Are fold receptors something you can grow in a jar? If not, why animation don't they inject cells. them into... Animation cells. Why don't they, you know, put fold receptors into everybody if it's something they can just grow in a jar and inject? Find some great singers, stick fold receptors in them, bang, we're off. Like, it, it doesn't makes sense there has to be more to it or else they have no idea what the f- they're doing well my my problem with the reveal if there isn't more to it is that it doesn't explain anything as you said Craig it doesn't explain the flashbacks but, and moreover it doesn't explain her abilities it's like hey I'm made from cells that means I can just hang out underwater with no air equipment and I can ride around on the backs of Valkyries and I can cop laser blasts to, to my shoulder and back it just I do hope you're right, Craig. Yeah, I do hope. Didn't they? Didn't she? Am I? Am I misremembering or something? Yes. Didn't she say that uh, she was a mixture of a normal human and Kazeno uh, Michibikite or Kazeno Utaite or something like that? Wind. Which is the singer uh, of the wind? I don't remember that. At the end, I mean, she doesn't have many lines. She's got, like, she says, three or four. Am I human? No, am I a regular human? Am I a clone? And, yeah. And then she doesn't answer I... question. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go downstairs and watch it a second. 
So it's like um, because the conscience, like our conscience is connected with the. Um, oh, okay. With, she's talking about that. She's talking about that time when she connected with Heinz, right? Right. Yes. Okay, never mind then. Well, she said something like, it's, what is it? Her brain, her cerebral nerves yeah. changed she, something? She had like that, an aberration in the, yeah. in the brain waves or something like that because of that time she synchronized with Heinz. Um, and then that, and that then something, but apparently it fixed it. Yeah, but it's okay or something, yeah. Did did she have the flashbacks before she synced with Heinz? I don't remember. The first time her and Freya collapsed was in the episode where Messer died, right? When they yeah, that was when they saw the the portal thing. And the one where like Heinz got sucked into the giant like Mikimo sort of thing was in the episode <laughs> where she collapsed, so that was what four episodes back. So it must have been because before, before the episode where she collapsed, we had the party, and she was remembering. Yeah, no, she must have had the flashbacks before that. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, that's that's around the time when she started doubting herself. Right. Remember, she started wondering about herself because it wasn't until like Freya said, "Hey, your your singing is different" or something. Now that. Up to then, she was very confident in herself. That one was episode 17, wasn't it? You know, singing's different. Freya yeah. singing's different. Yeah. So that's a bit later. Well, well, that's later. Stuff. Hmm? Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Just show me robots. I want robots. <laughs> well, so that was a big reveal at the end of the episode, and then we get the stinger, which... We uh, in the in the stinger we hear first of all that this uh, we hear from Berger that this delta wave phenomenon that happened um, kind of how I put it unites connects all of the human consciousness and puts them in this you've got this trance like state so the way he describes it the first thing that came to mind to me and he doesn't say this but was uh, a kind of a mixture of how people were, as I said before, from Sharon Apple and Macross Plus. And this, you know, Sharon Apple was mentioned in the flashback episode, uh, not the the info dump episode. But the way everything was supposedly connected remind me of the Vajra fold communication network. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And I thought, well, again, not again. So it probably is what... Um who was it? Was it Adrian? You said that it was going to be the last episode of Frontier. Yeah, it probably will be that again. You're right, Adrian. Maybe. It could be. I could. don't know. Um, so we find out about that, and then Royd's checking out the uh, the shrine where where Hines sings. And I've got to say, by the way, they really haven't explained the name of that place because it's the Shrine of Time, right? And that's just completely hasn't been mentioned for like twenty episodes or so. Um. So he's checking out the the shrine, and uh, something happens. His runes glow, um, and the shrine's the shrine kind of opens up. He gets well, like the shrine opens up, and it's like you've won a big screen TV, and this big screen TV drops down, and something <laughs> kind of goes into his head, and I'm like, hey, it's a proto devilin, 
um, this is something from another dimension that's now going to take him over and it'll be Macross 7 all over again. But we don't know what it is. Whatever, sorry, whatever flew into his head made him say the words. Klaatu, Marada, <laughs> Some magical words which caused the big screen TV from the game show to appear. And on the big screen TV was uh, an image, a painted image of the Singer of the Stars. Which is like the next level up from the singer of the wind. wind and has been mentioned once before from memory. I think yeah. the magical yeah. words are the same lines that Mickey Mouse said before she got knocked out. Yeah, I think so too. It's, it's, the, it's the Mayan line, Ramjo, yeah. Mayan, whatever. It's, yeah, the third time we heard that name. Yeah. Right, no, good catch. So. Yeah, and, and he sees this, this picture of the Singer of the Stars, which, as Craig noticed, is, uh, as far as you can tell from something, it looks like a, a cave painting. Um, it's it's good that the, the halo <laughs> bit around the head, the... the I don't know, we'll stick with halo, I guess. Like the triangular part that's up over the head, that looks like what's above Mikamo's head when she remembers being in the auditorium. And it was on the kind of like on the protoculture singer's heads in the uh, info dump episode, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah, and well, look, that's where it ends. And it's like, well, look, we've gotten three kind of reveals, really. Uh, we've, we've got. The reveal about Heinz, Roy, and, and what Roy did, did to the king. We've got the somewhat Mikumo-ish re- revelation. And then at the end, we've got this singer of the of the stars revelation. Um, none of these revelations seem... Like, they all m- give us some forward momentum, but they all kind of seem half-baked, if that makes any sense. Because it's not like Roy... As far as he's saying, it's not like he outright killed the king. He's saying he just put him out of his misery. It doesn't seem like he's poisoning Heinz so much that Heinz is, is very ill or possibly dying. Uh, it's not like Mikamol tells us exactly what she is. It's just all very vague. And at the end, the reveal is kind of another mystery. Yeah, it seems like a series of reveals, but that don't really affect anything in any big way. For example, the revelation that Royd killed the king should have driven Keith completely insane. But he kind of just says, oh, okay, well, don't do it again then, and walks Keith, away. But Keith is, has... something has, I don't know what is going on with Keith. His character has completely changed since he got shut down. Because remember how he didn't give two shits about Heinz? And now he's like super concerned, and like I I don't know. It seems like he's he's a different character. No, he did give a shit about Heinz before that in episode thirteen before he got shut down. Did he? I I just yes. remember him like I so remember Roy being where... the one who was really concerned, and he was always like, sort of do your best. Like, like didn't he take him out to the to the 
um, the port, like the big hole in the ground, the big, what do you call it, dimensional hole? Scar, that area is yeah, called the Scarf but, but you know, right. like my thing is, my thing is, Royd was more. That was I don't want to say it's false concern. Royd was concerned more not of him as a person, is because he hadn't had the chance to use him to the full effect yet. With the uh, you know, in combination with the Sigur uh, Sigur balance or whatever, um, and so my thing is, is Roy didn't didn't get his use out of out of Heinz yet. So that was what the concern was there. Keith, I think, has always been concerned more of of Heinz, more of like from a familiar, of you know, from a familial aspect. Like, yes, that's his brother. He just doesn't want to admit it. Or whatever you know. I think we talked about in the in previous podcast how it might be part of their complicated family history. Since, like, uh, why he's standoffish at first is because Keith, well, he's not exactly the legitimate child of that family, so that it adds a complication to their relationship. So I was just thinking that another possibility is that um, Keith probably doesn't want to use Heinz, but then the whole thing. That Keith wanted was just to get back Windermere's sky and maybe he would have thought that once that was done they wouldn't need to use Heinz like that anymore and then they, their relationship might have gone back to being normal but then um, they still continued so in the sense that maybe Keith just he was being cold or not showing how he really feels about the situation because it would just make things harder for both of them to do what they were trying to do it's just a possibility Keith- openly questioning why they're still going on with this battle. There's more yeah. of him able to show concern for uh, Heinz. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Lots of different ways to like it, probably. It's just hard to know. I feel like I need to watch it again. Like, I feel like once the series is over, I need to like go back to the start and watch it again and kind of get a more of a sense for it all. 7,000 yen per DVD. <laughs> Who buys DVDs for Arthur? 8,000 yen for Blu-ray. Now you're talking about discount. Language. And on discount, alright. No, 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 you can't get it on discount, but a little bit less. But if you go to Lash and Bang, you can get it for 4,500 yen. Really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Wow, there's no event ticket in there. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that I was thinking during this episode, and it's a, it's a minor... It's not even a nit- nit- nitpick, but the the thing with Mesa uh, showing up very briefly and them doing kind of you know that that still shot of of Kaname that looks like the end frame of an old anime series where they always did the sketch or did did the frame in pencil. That was Shingo Araki. He's the one who invented that. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. On uh, you know Astonojo and ah. uh, Tre- Treasure Island, that kind of stuff. Okay. But that was the kind of feel it had, didn't you think, Renato? I mean, it was more of a filter. Yeah, I mean, that's what they were going for. It's kind of like an homage to those kind of things. Right. Uh, it's a standard anime trope now. But Cobra used to do it all the time. Oh, yeah. The end shot on most episodes of Cobra was like an awesome manga centerfold. Um, exactly, yeah. But I guess my point was, I just get the feeling that that felt shoehorned in to me. And... Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it could have some meaning because if they're going back to the planet where Mesa came from, I'm sure he's going to have a twin brother, which means <laughs> there's going to be a renewed triangle between the twin mess of Mesa's twin and, and Arid and Kaname. But I, there is so much 
most of the Macross fans I know here in Japan, especially the female ones, are all really pro Mesa and, and Kaname. No one's giving Arid his due chance. Because they haven't... Like, Mesa... Mesa got development. Like, they gave him a, enough, and, and him and Kaname enough to really sell it. Whereas Arid and Kaname, most of the time when you see them talk, they're talking about, like, official stuff. They so they, they have their colleagues as opposed to... Right. Yeah, but I, I can't agree with that because the way Kaname spoke to Mesa always, always she, she spoke to him as, a, as an underling, like down to him as a junior. Like, Mesa-kun. Yeah, it was never a romantic thing there. I mean, that's all being read into it by the fans and that's fine, that's shipping for you, but... But the they, fans are shipping it after he died. <laughs> which right? is a whole they, new type of They didn't of care about it until he died. Yeah, but if you go back to the previous episodes... Um, yes, Kaname and Arad are always together regarding work. Every time yeah. Arad asks Kaname to do something outside of work, she says no, but she's always asking Messer to join them outside of work. Um, there's an interesting scene where the scene where Arad asks Kaname how she's doing after Messer died in episode 11. Go back and look at it and look at the detail. Don't just look at what they say. Look at what, how Kaname reacts. That's very interesting. Okay. Was it that long ago that Mesa died? Episode 11? No, thir- yeah, it was really early. Like 10, wasn't it? Episode 10. Yeah. Wow. Because the development between Kaname and Arad, like, there's lots of things happening that I've seen, and a lot of it's happened because Mesa died. The way that Arad speaks to Kaname has actually changed a little, I think. Um, he's speaking to her a bit more formally, which is a bit odd since he's a superior. Like well, those episodes were superior. <laughs> hey, actually, um, episode 10, maybe maybe 9, either 9 or 10 is on this weekend right after Votom, so I guess I'll check that out in a channel that you guys can't pick up. Oh, reruns? Yeah, they're showing reruns on the same night, uh, like an hour later on a different channel. So I guess, look, my point was, I wonder if they'd always meant to put that in there or whether the enormous kind of fan reaction to to the whole Messer and, and Kaname thing had influenced it. Well, they don't rewrite shows on the fly. It takes a lot of planning to do yeah, that. But this has been going yeah. on for ages. Like, we're talking, like, ever since it happened. It's just been nothing but fan art. Yeah, but these episodes were made, like, tweets. half a year ago. Well, uh, no, they were Ronaldo, we're not going to talk about this here. <laughs> uh, I can say I knew, this, I knew this episode was coming about Gwyn, four what? weeks ago. <laughs> but Gwyn, like, what about that. the scene do you, would you say is weird? Like, is it just that, that one frame where they made it Right. The fact that they, they, Okay, two things. The fact that him being shown doesn't really mean much like they don't show any of the other planets that they're on they just show like they show them like a homage of planets they don't show the surface of anything except for the one where Mesa turns up um and yeah the whole thing about Kaname being frozen there is as if like oh this is the beginning of destiny this is where she found her love it's like but she never treated him like that and even her face in that shot it doesn't look love struck or anything it's just kind of a normal well, face. No, she just met him like I, uh, like, I don't know, man. It's not even the kind of shot you'd normally use for that kind of technique. It just feels really shoehorned into me. Like, But um, I don't know. That was just something that struck me. The other thing that struck me, though, Ooh. was this really needs to be Kaname's show. 
because everything about her is far more interesting than Freya, to be honest. She, she's my favorite character. I'm Did Freya saying. or Hayate have any lines in this episode? Did Minaj even Hayate, appear in this episode? Yeah, they're in the I don't beginning. know if Hay- yeah, says one or two things right near the start. In the scene where, where they find out all the girls are captured, like they're imprisoned, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnson's telling, saying something about Lady M's going to make a decision. Hayato steps forward and says something. And you can see it's Freya yes, and Freya Mirage. As well. uh, oh, does she? I remember to react Yeah, she says something, yeah. And Mirage is there, but I don't think she says anything. She's... Did she? <laughs> I know, well, I don't know. I know she's there. But, um, yeah, not really. And, uh, well, she said something, I think. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I do think the episode, with all due respect to our main triangle, was the better for it. It just, it, while nothing of uh, as much, nothing of the significance I'd hoped for happened. There were things of significance, but not of the significance I wanted. Uh, it felt like a bit of a breath of fresh air to get stuff with other characters and a bit of background. But like yeah. I said, there were there just seemed to be a lot of mischances. I mean. I, personally, I would have liked to see two episodes, them taking one of these other filler kind of episodes, and going into more detail on the history of Walkure and having one of the but original team die off or something. And the I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But shouldn't this have been like seven episodes ago? Like, it feels like it's too late. Like, I want to, especially the the thing with Mesa. Shouldn't that have come like like one or two episodes after he had died? Like, I mean, it's just, it's out of nowhere. We're now getting, hey, by the way, guys, there's Mesa. That's that's kind of why I felt, like, I guess, also why I felt, that felt shoehorned into me. So this is kind of like, for anyone who's seen Nadia, so that, that period we've just finished was the island period, right? Um, Renato, I know you should get that reference at least. Yeah, I get the reference. Um, I didn't, I'm just not sure it's over. I think we're still on that island. Ouch. Ouch. Um... Yeah, I think I mean he. The guy is saying, "Okay, we're gonna go after Windermere now. We're gonna just like go in there." Um, but I really don't think that's gonna be next episode. It's well, gonna be the one after, they, maybe, or maybe the one after that, and that'll be the climax. But didn't they say next next time they're going to Alfheim, right? Yeah, yes. it's the same pattern. So uh, they can't do cat ears again. So what kind of ears will it be? Well, Mesa looked normal, so. That's Everyone has fun. mohawks. I don't know. Awesome mohawk planet. <laughs> The last of the Mohawkins. <laughs> uh, I disagree that the Mesa thing should have been earlier, though. Like, I think it's yeah, just its development for that triangle has been going on in the last like, ten episodes. I, I didn't necessarily just mean that. I mean the whole thing. Like I feel like we're, we're this late in the game, and and we've had an episode which is about the history of the unit, which is interesting. But it's too, like, I mean, a flashback needs to add uh, depth and character to your, like, it needs to add context to your characters. So that as you go forward, you're like, ah, that um, that is related to this because of this other thing. But we're so late in the game that we've, I mean, God help us, we hopefully are coming up on an action ending. Like, a, the sort of the big finale. But I, mean, I do think is related to something like, for example, the Mesa thing in this episode seems to be setting up next episode, basically, where they're going back to Alfheim. True, um, there's and a it's, there. it's for both 
well, it's more. I think it's more for Ara than Kaname, to be honest. Um, but it could be for like, and probably for both of them. But I think the bigger the person who's got the bigger problem since Mesa died is actually Ara. That's how I've read it, anyway. Um, yeah. Anyhow, yeah. That's that side. Um, but I do agree it's come pretty late. Like I would have liked to have seen. Honestly, a couple of episodes ago, I think we had too much. Yeah. Uh, but I think that is probably the episode I would have wanted to change the most. But that's just me. Yeah. I actually quite liked, I mean, I know I was the like one of three people alive who liked the last episode. But like this one and last one, I'm okay with. It's the three or four before that that I feel like we needed to condense down to one or two and pull this in earlier and, and then, you know, get more into the ending, but I don't know. I'm 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 very I, I'm souring on the series dramatically. Like So you think this uh, is too little too late? Because well kind, I, I mean think, I liked this episode but Yeah, I don't think this episode's, you know, back to you know, episode you know, the first half of the series, but I thought it was a step in the right direction. So so do I. I just, I feel like it's a step in the right direction too late. Like, we're so far we're so far off the beaten path that the right direction is, like, way over there. <laughs> we can't see the right direction from where we're standing right now, so turning towards it doesn't help that much. Have I run this metaphor into the ground completely? Yeah. I feel like I have. Yes. Oh, shit, Mike's alive. Oh, oh my God, Mike's alive. Do we really know what whether it's effective or not until the series ends? Like, I mean, I'm a bit... True. Like, I'm finding it a bit dry as well at the moment, but we still got five episodes, is it? I, well, no, it's a conversation for after the show. But yes, I, I agree. Yes. Um, Renato, you were going to say something? No. <laughs> okay, Mike. Well, I completely disagree with everyone. Um... And, and but I do feel no, I I Renato, you don't you don't like anything. You're like the opposite of of Mikey from Life, the Life Serial Kid. Like, hey, no, you know, right now I'm watching Pollyanna Girl of Love, and that is an excellent anime. Everyone should check it out. Oh my god, I almost cried my eyes out today. <laughs> rips your heart right out. Okay, well, with, That's very, how you with, drama. Very, with very few oh, exceptions, with, with with very few exceptions, it's like, oh yeah, give it to Renato, he'll hate it. That is that is not relevant right now, Renato. Everyone watch Orange. That show is wonderful. I really am enjoying. And no Christmas. one, no one watched Berserk because it's terrible. But episode seven was strangely really? good. But yeah, also, pretty good. Mike, movie. you were saying. Thank you. I yes, just yes, uh, Mike, continue, anyway. continue to talk about how Renato hates everything. Like the shoe is. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this. Like because you're not talking about me. We can. Well, I mean, you're, you're, Adrian, you're a lost cause. I gave up on you years ago. So, anyways, the, I just think that you can't, you know, everybody's like got this dire prediction. Oh, the series has gone way off the rails, this and that. And I don't think that you can make that call right now until you see it and you can appreciate it in its entirety. You know, like, you could say when it's over, if these episodes don't make every, it's like a puzzle, right? Like the puzzle isn't finished. Uh, 
So after you complete the puzzle, you could say, yeah, those episodes were worthless because you could have done X, Y, and Z, and it would have been so much better. But you don't know what's coming. So it's like um, before, uh, you know, I hadn't had a chance to uh, watch this episode until uh, late last night. So there had already been some uh, fan reaction on various Delta forums on uh, or, you know, Delta groups on Facebook and whatnot. And, uh, you know, people were saying, oh, you know, um, uh, I, I think I believe uh, you guys can correct me here. Andrew Colley um, said something like maybe Delta is bad and we're all fooling ourselves um, or something like something similar to that. And and so I saw that comment before I saw the episode and I was like, oh, no, you know, and then when I actually watched it. I was pleasantly surprised. Um I really like, I mean, I am more, I like flashback stuff because I like when they, I like character development and like, I thought it was great. Like I thought seeing like how Valkyrie was formed was awesome. Um, you know, it gave us a little bit more insight into Konami's character. I agree with you. Like her character is way more interesting than Freya. Not, not, not Machina though, but <laughs> you know. Uh, Konama is second best girl, but, um, no, like I just, you know, I am, I personally enjoyed, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I was like, what, why does everybody think that this episode was like so bad? Like it's to me, it's just, it's like peeling away layers of an onion, right? It's like, you're finding out more and more about everything until we get to the conclusion. I, so, and my big, my big questions were what happened to now? I, I, again, like I said, I didn't fully understand it. So if they said, "Oh yeah, um, was it Claire, the blonde one, where she just she just quit?" Like I got that that Lily. I figured just because they showed him in battle and then she wasn't there, I figured, "Oh yeah, she couldn't hack it." Like cannot, and it, it, that goes back to what Konama said way earlier. I want to say in episode two when Freya was doing her audition, she said, "If you can't handle it, leave." Right. And I figured, okay, well, yeah. that that's what happened to Lily. Yeah, you know, but but um, but with Claire, when she when she started crying, see, I, again, I get this is a language barrier. I thought it's because they brought in Mikamo that they didn't need her anymore, and so they kicked her out. But I guess that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I took that as she she just kind of had enough. Like she you saw how. Yeah, I mean, like you see where Valkyrie is is fighting and doing it. Like they are, they're in some hardcore combat scenarios. Like I, I think she's right. kind of broke. Like so to me that, but yeah, and to me that makes sense for why they left. So I mean, yeah, you know, it it kind of kind of sucks that they just did like a throwaway line, like oh yeah, well, and she can hack it, she left. But and you're right. There is a missed opportunity there because I was right along the lines with Gwen when they showed these two girls that showed up. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna kill somebody off," but they didn't. <laughs> but so maybe you know that was like a slight missed opportunity, but it didn't take away my enjoyment of the episode or or make me think that you know stuff was bad. Like I, you know, I enjoyed it. I so think, uh, I think Mike, if I can interject briefly, yeah. I, I no, I'm fine. Think- I'm. Okay, just speaking for myself, I mean, I I enjoyed the episode, and I think most people, I don't know, enjoyed it as an episode. I thought it was good. It it had new stuff. It showed stuff I'd want to know. It had 
all these mini revelations. But I think, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think people are uh, putting it down in the context of how many episodes we have left. Yes. And what it does or doesn't accomplish within. Well, not that. just, I was say, not just how many we have left, but how many of, how much the last few episodes have been so slow. Like, as like I was saying, like this one on the tail end of the five before it. It makes it. I think people are just kind of over it. Uh, in Getting my the opinion, damn robot, Shinji. I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I um, I remember like the first part of the series, at least the first ten episodes. Um, while the episodes weren't exactly self-contained, they did have a rhythm and a flow to them, right? Um, that they could be seen as one story, this is a story about this, and the next one is about this, and then the next one is about this, and uh, they have a beginning, middle, and end. Whereas this is just people talking, and then we're in Windermere, and then we have people talking there too, and then we're back on the ship, and uh, people are talking there as well. Um, It doesn't really seem to have any structure per episode. So, Mike, what you're saying is, at the end, it will seem like one cohesive thing. Maybe so... But this is still a weekly show, and I gotta feel like, you know, I'm I'm getting some enjoyment. You, like Gwyn, do you remember when this show was fun? Like we would we would be podcasting about this, going, ah, that was really entertaining. That was really fun. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? No, I um, I thought this was the most entertaining episode we've had since Freya's birthday. Um, well, that's a standard that has gone really low. I mean, I would agree with that as well, but I hate myself for agreeing with that. <laughs> but that's the and that's the difference, though. Is I guess for me is that uh, I mean the info dump episode was interesting, um, so I wouldn't say that was necessarily fun. But for me, like I am still, you know. You know, I, I I don't want to say like I'm like super like hyped like I was after episode thirteen, but like I'm still like enjoying the series. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't know. I just take it for what it's worth. I like, kind of like Adrian's approach. Adrian's like, you know, Adrian's always said I don't speculate. That, that's Adrian's approach, right? It feels like it would work if it was a marathon in some kind of Netflix uh, format. You know, when they release yes. the episodes all at once, right? Right. Yeah, like you could binge. I, I imagine like uh, uh, watching this episode once all the DVDs are out will will feel, you know, uh, like you know, yeah, you you'll probably get more out of it if you watched it in a marathon series. But... <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm skipping all of these episodes once the DVD comes out. That's because I'm gonna you're buying put... them on Blu-ray, Renato. Shush. But um, but here here's my and here's something else though is that I think something that I noticed um, if you go on. Uh, the Macross official Macross website where they show uh, Macross.jp where they you go to the story section where they show um, like the preview for this week's episode mm-hmm. that gives you all the information on like the director and, and you know screenplay storyboard artists whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawamori's name has not been in that for like I want to say five weeks now. I think I, I might have mentioned this last week, but really? so well, he's working he, on the next. He did episode. Um, what was it? The, he did an info dump episode, right? So he was there. I think but he just storyboarded. He was, that, but, yeah. I'm not mistaken. That was him. Yeah, 
but he has uh, aside from that like he hasn't been really involved in like the last four or five like at all his name's not there at all so obviously he's overseeing the whole project right but like the actual episode like the day-to-day like he has not been there and so i'm wondering i was just going to ask you guys do you think that because he's not directly involved in the day-to-day that's why the because in those early episodes his name was on a lot of that stuff and that's like renato you were saying like yeah every episode i dug it and now that he hasn't been on it do you think that's affected the pacing or the way that the story is being told at all yeah i think so and it's probably because he's working on the next you know his his next project, the next right now. Um, if you remember, the original Macross show was like that as well. Those last ten episodes, which or nine episodes rather, that they made just as an ex- extension of the show, uh, most of them were written by Hiroshi Onogi. Uh, there were a lot of treading water, like nothing happens every episode, and that's because the main staff were working on the movie. Hey, maybe they're working. Maybe they're working on a movie version of this right now. That'll be cool. <laughs> No, but I mean, he's already announced it, you know, so we know it's coming. So you know he's working on that right no, now. The next. No, the next. Oh, sorry, nice. the next. Yeah, yeah, going back to the, um, sorry, just going back to those credits, was, when you're saying that Kamari is involved, is he always listed for Ekonte's storyboard? Uh, Ekonte, he's listed as Kurokawa Eiji, which is his pen name for when he's writing he's been stuff. listed as both. Hang on a second. Um, Thrilling oh, yeah, that, that I have not. The reason I, I asked is because I did translate an interview with the director a while back, and what he mentioned on that was that whenever they have music and Valkyrie fights, Kawamori has to do those thoughts. Yeah. So that's when he gets involved, which is well, why so, when I saw so what... He pro- so he probably hasn't been involved in the last few episodes because there's been no Valkyrie fights. Yeah, so that's why when I saw this week's like storyboard credit, I just went, yeah, he's not re- involved in this one either. That means we're going to have a slow episode, <laughs> was my initial reaction. <laughs> hey, uh, the next week's up yet? Could you have a look? It'd be great to know if we're going to get a It's jet. not up no, yet, because it always be comes up. until Friday night. Rats. Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming that because we are going to get music and Valkyries and whatnot, he will be involved in the next episodes. It's just that... Um, yeah, it's been a while since he's been involved in them as deeply as he's like in that sense. Okay, well, I'm I'm getting a lot of mixed opinions here, guys. I mean, I think Craig and I are probably on on the same page at least in that you know it was entertaining enough, but just in the overall scope, you know, unless something right. happens to tie it all together at the end, it's it's just I would saying it's um, not enough. Be be too mean? Do you think? I'm not. I'm not writing the series off yet, but and this is why. Like I remember the first time I watched Frontier, I felt like the middle was really slow. But in subsequent viewings, I mean, Frontier is my sorry, Renato. Frontier is my favorite of the Macro series, um, and I and I and I kind of feel like I need to. I feel like I need to get to the end of this, give it a little space, and then watch the whole thing. It's it's are we this is basically final thoughts, right? We're basically wrapping. Pretty much. Okay. So I I did like the episode. I did like where it took us. I've only seen it in the raw. Um but Kay helped me with answer some questions earlier that I had and, and so I, I get it. I like the episode. I I like the general 
story, like the overall plot and the 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 concept and and the characters. I like all of it. It's the execution of the last few weeks that's really been getting to me, and and I really want to like it more. Uh, and I and I hope that we get you know we get five more episodes or whatever it is. We still haven't got a locked in number, right? Like we still don't know. Well, yeah, Egan, do you want to explain what we've heard? Yeah, just this week they announced on their website that they're going to be doing a special event at a baseball game where they'll uh, all the members of Valkyrie are going to be there. They're going to toss out the ceremonial first pitch, and they're going to sing on st- uh, on the st- at the stadium on the field the first time doing something like that for that big a venue. And they say that's going to be on September twenty second. Which he says just before the Sunday where the climax of the series is going to be, which is going to be September twenty fifth, which adds up to five more five more weeks. So that makes sense. Okay, so I mean, I want to I want to be five weeks from now be like you know hey it was slow in the middle but this show was rocking like from you know and I loved it. Um, it's hard right now because I, I we're in kind of the the slow patch and I and I'm really feeling that but. I want to like it. I want to... Well, I like it. I want to love it. Um, and I hope we get there. But but right now, I'm just... I'm feeling... While this was a good episode, and, and definitely one of the best in a while, uh, I, I feel like we need to... We need to kick things up a notch to, to really pull this home now. Mm. Um, actually, I meant to ask something. This, this is set in 2067, right? Yeah. So, Aaron gets gray hair in like two years? Well, I mean, if you're dealing with, with Machina, so. you know, I mean... I guess so, I guess so. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, so, so Mike, I, I pretty much figure what you were saying earlier, that's pretty much your wrap-up for this episode, right? Yeah, that was uh, those were pretty much my thoughts. I okay. enjoyed it. I like the flashback stuff, and good to go. Uh, How about Adrian? He's quiet over there. That's because I'm jet-lagged. And I'm just listening to you guys banter on and making me more tired. Um, as you were saying about my my approach to it, yeah, I'm still taking the same approach. I just watch every episode as it comes out. And, I mean, it's still not as bad as the flashback episode or the info dump episode mm-hmm. with the PC Engine, like, action screens, like, this episode was fine. Uh, I don't really care how a former member left or was crying at this point. I just wanted to know what's how the story's going to go forward. So mm-hmm. it was fine. Uh, about the only nitpick I had is why was Arid in a in a, what is it thirty one thirty one thirty one a shouldn't he have been in a thirty? Well, the thirty a is a prototype, isn't it? Yeah, we don't know that the 30 ever went into mass production. Hmm. So, like, the um, VF... No, where is it? The YF-21 and the VF-22. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there is a VF-21. There's not. No, that's true. Interesting. Yeah, that was about my only nitpick. And, um... Yeah. Arid mm-hmm. without gray hair. I'd like to hear what Lady S's comment on that is, since she's always complaining about how he's an old dude. Well, uh, let's hear her up and see if she says something by next week. Yeah. Um, well, she did mention uh, that well, 
uh, she happened to catch this episode. She geeked out over the mess economy you know, oh, thing. Yeah, of course. Oh, so she part of the problem. Going <laughs> <laughs> to be part of the solution if there's something more to do it. Target audience, <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, yeah. Um. Looking forward to see the next episode. Just like in previous past weeks, and we'll see what happens. Hmm. No harm, no foul. That's it. Alright. Uh, Caris, was there anything uh, further you wanted to to add? Um, like, well, other than the fact that I actually enjoyed last week's episode more, I know that all of you pretty much didn't. Um, but last week's episode, I think going back a bit to what Renal was saying about narrative structure within an episode, I did think that last week's actually had a narrative structure, but you, like, if you don't notice it, then you're not going to enjoy the episode. So, um, I enjoyed that episode. <laughs> Craig what was not notice the narrative episode? structure in an episode? No, I liked it. I liked the last episode. I thought the last what, what happened last episode? Uh, I was the only on one who costume. liked last Okay. That, that's that's towards the, the end. narrative structure, though, is like, uh, it's just within storytelling within the episode. I thought it set up what the episode was trying to do pretty well. Um, basically, by contrasting Arad and Kaname and Mirage. And I'm sure most people disagree with me about Mirage, but we can't wait until the end of the series before we get into her. <laughs> okay. All right, just wrapping up the wrapping up. Renato, so did you have any final thoughts, or was that pretty much it? Um, yeah, I kind of just, like... Uh, it, n- nothing is sticking in my memory about it. I mean, Carissa's talking about last week's episode, and I honestly can't remember it. Um, I, to be honest, I even forgot that the, this this show was gonna air uh, this last weekend. What? Um, yeah, like we, it was like nine thirty. It was like ten ten thirty ten p.m. or something, and I'm like, oh, Macros is on in half an hour. Just Renato will no longer be on the speaker podcast. <laughs> Well, the thing is, I'm watching such good anime right now. Like, don't uh, yeah. Some which is on reruns and some which is brand new right now. And I'm yeah, comparing yeah. it to that subconsciously. So uh, this is just not keeping up. Um, maybe in my old age, I'm getting a short attention span. <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah, this, this wouldn't even be my, in my top five now this season, mm. unfortunately. Because originally it was in your top, was it three? Craig? Four, three. Uh, it was top. Uh, top three at the start, like when it, the first half, and then yeah. uh, I don't think I think the second half had only started the last time I did a a thing for a show. I yeah, me have too. Uh, Delta and Cabaneri were my favorite shows uh, for right. like, a couple of months ago, and then uh, <clears throat> just a bunch of cool stuff started. And uh, as I say, I'm watching reruns of some um, masterpiece theater stuff, and so I don't. I don't even have the emotional capacity anymore to deal with anything more than one masterpiece theater show at a time. Seriously, it would, rips your heart right out and leaves a gaping chest wound. I would, I would put this definitely one to. I mean, Alderaman is better. Re Zero is way better. Orange is better. You watched Real Life. Right? Yeah, Real Life was fin- well. Real Life aired on Crunchyroll all at once. So I finished Real Life. That was better. Um, Tales of Zestria is way, way better. Um, yeah, no, I, it's it's definitely maybe five, maybe five or six. But Are you watching Mob, Mob Psycho 100? Nah, I didn't like it. Really? I don't like the art, 
I don't I don't like the, the, the art style, art style. Right? Yeah, yeah no, it's not my it's not my cup of tea. Fantastic. It's it's one of those okay. ones that I could, you know that's not important right now. We'll talk after. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, you can start our own podcast. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I guess my main thing was that how they start off with a flashback and then towards the end when they're wrapping up an episode, they was oh we gotta get this revelation in, get this revelation in, get this revelation in, and. Uh, I guess we were saying that we're hoping that the uh, rest of this series is going to be more like the last five minutes of this episode and just hit plot points with maybe a bit more mecha action, but yeah. Um, If they're keeping up the momentum from just the last uh, five minutes of this episode, uh, there's maybe hope for the rest of this series? There we go. The Mysterious Venus brings us hope. Speaking... Of Egan, um, what's the next episode called? Kyoku, oh, Kyoku Gan, no, oh, Brave. So I guess extreme bravery it might be a best way to tra- uh, translate it. What do you think, Mike? Does that sound right? We were actually, sorry, I'm here. Yeah, we were actually <laughs> talking about this title <laughs> earlier today. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah, extreme bravery. And what was the name of this episode, Egan? Uh, set to both so, secret, uh, eagerly sought secret, desperate secret. Desperate secret. Yeah. So, look, Mike, I know you have to get going. So, very quickly, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at Mike in Redlands. Uh, hit me up about Delta or whatever else I tweet about. Okay. Uh, Karish, where can people find you? Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, at Karish67. Okay, and Craig? I'm at the Screen Man on Twitter and on the Repacked and Reanimated podcasts. The Never Forgotten Renato. Oh, sorry, I had my mic muted. I didn't mean I muted Mike. He, he I mean, forgot. He forgot himself it. that time. <laughs> uh, I'm at Renatology. On what? And on Twitter. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, the Mysterious Venus Egan can be found on this podcast. Adrian? If you are an immature and on an unofficial capacity, you can block me on Twitter. I am at Giant Robo. Um, I am constantly Ooh, <laughs> tweeting about Macross toys, recently even more actively tweeting about overseas events, and just my usual BS and correcting people that don't know anything about Macross that they should. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Gwyn Campbell, capital G, capital C, all one word. You can contact the podcast at speakerpod at gmail.com, or you can find us floating around Facebook. Always appreciate any feedback or questions or requests anyone has for the cast. In fact, I'm already putting together a list for the post-Delta casts, and we've got some big ones lined up. It's going to be fun. Time permitting, as always. But uh, anyways, on that note, let's hope we get more revelations next week, everyone. Uh, until then, and by revelations, you mean planes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or a story. With planes. That'd be nice. Planes. Yeah, sure. All right, so planes folding out. Yeah.